You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. To the Nazawali Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual, with me in studio, my co host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you? I'm good. You getting ready for the windstorm? Oh, 110 <laughs> kilometers an hour, starting about 4 p.m. today. You know, it's like it's every Sunday morning we come in, and it's like uh, all all the bad weather is all always happening on Sunday mornings nowadays. So true. So uh, as 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 I usually do uh, at this point, just tell our listeners be careful out there. Uh, could get pretty wild this afternoon. Anyways, uh, we're pleased to uh, welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour this morning. Uh, there's a great new movie that's going to be uh, having its premiere uh, in the next uh, in the next week or so. Uh, it's called Goalie. It's the Terry Sawchuk story, uh, and we're thrilled to have with us this morning the director of Goalie, the Terry Sawchuk story, Adriana Maggs. Good morning, Adriana. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're we're going to have a really really great conversation about that movie. Uh, Naz and I had the privilege of watching an early screening of it. And I must say, I love the movie. I did. That's and, amazing. Thanks so much for saying and, that. And uh, just so we'll let our listeners know. And also, want to let our listeners know, uh, there's a special presentation of that movie this Wednesday night in Toronto. And thanks to you. Thanks to Cynthia, who's, uh, who's with us this morning. Uh, Cynthia is, of course, doing some, uh, some relations work and promoting the, uh, promoting the movie and instrumental in, in uh, getting Adriana in this morning and uh, telling us and filling Naz in and, uh, about this great movie. Uh, and Cynthia, thanks so much for joining us as well. Anyways, uh, so uh, we're, gonna, we're at various points during the show. We're going to give out our phone numbers. We'd ask you to call in. I highly recommend call in. You have an opportunity to get two tickets to a special presentation of Goalie. Uh, it's about Terry Sawchuk. It's it's a really, really good movie. Uh, we'll give out those numbers at various times throughout the show, and really looking forward to that. Naz, uh, this could have been a miserable morning. It yeah, could have yeah, been a miserable yeah, but morning. The half, and after. The <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> and after the first period last night, and after the first period, I didn't actually get a chance to watch the watch the game last night. I watched the highlights. I was uh, had to keep the wife happy last night. I was out for dinner with uh, with some special people. Uh, but uh, wherever I go, I always carry my iPhone with me. So I was looking at those those uh, notifications you get on on your iPhone, and it was one nothing, two nothing. Three nothing. What's going on here? End of the first period. It wasn't looking good, Naz. But then, uh, and the Leafs were a pretty precarious situation. They couldn't afford to lose last night's game. It meant an incredible amount in the standings. Uh, things are so tight, but they managed to turn it around. What happened, Naz? They they outplayed Montreal badly in the second and third period. They were the dominant team. First period they had a rough rough start. Three minor penalties, and uh, Montreal had most of the play in the first. But second and third, the Leafs were awesome, and uh, they deserved to win. Uh, Leafs were awesome. They got a, a really, really fortuitous bounce on the... Uh, well, it's about time Nylander <laughs> got a bounce. He, yeah, he's no, played I, well. I think, I think that was the Nylander goal. Yeah. That was that the one that tied it up. Uh, That's the one that tied it Early up, in yeah. the third period. You know, it's one of those things, you, you shoot the puck in, and it takes this crazy bounce. Price is headed to the corner. To, uh, to 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 get the puck, but it 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 ricochets off one of the doors and right into Nylander's stick. He's got a wide open net. If that that is a break the Leafs needed, uh, they've been waiting. They've been waiting a while for a, bra- a break of that magnitude. And uh, wow, what an important time to uh, for that to happen. Because if the Leafs lose last night's game, they're only one point ahead of the Habs. Uh, so now they they create a little bit of breathing room. Uh, I think they're five points up with a game in hand, and it uh, looks like we're headed towards that big battle. Toronto and Boston again. Uh, what what else is new? Um, hopefully, hopefully, we'd like to see the Leafs um, 
put together a hot streak here and get that home ice advantage because nobody's catching Tampa Bay, and it doesn't look like, and if they can keep clear of Montreal, it's Toronto, it's Toronto-Boston first round. Boy, what a series that would be if it was Toronto-Montreal. would be great. Adriana? Yes. Got to ask you. All right. <laughs> you did a great, it, it was uh, a really good movie about Terry Sawchuk, and we're, we're going to chat about that uh, for a significant period of time in this show. All right. Uh, but are you a Leafs fan? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Leafs fan, M- more than a Montreal fan. But I'm going to tell you, the, the lead actor in this movie is a Montreal fan. Oh, no. Yeah. He is. He is. Okay, well, nobody's perfect. We're from a, Newfoundland. The lead actor, by the way, is Mark O'Brien? Yeah, Mark okay. O'Brien. Uh, and he's from, is he from Newfoundland? He's from Newfoundland, yes. Okay. So we don't have, he, if you're from Newfoundland, you don't have that automatic. Yeah, you're built. either Montreal or Toronto. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. So he went that well, way. Well, it's not all Montreal, Toronto. I, 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 as I've come to find out, a uh, special someone in my son's life oh. uh, was born and raised in Newfoundland. She's a She's a Boston Bruins fan. Yeah, the odd apparently Bruins fan. the Bruins because of the East there's Coast influence. Irish, yeah. There's a, there's a bit of a Bruins influence. So we'll forgive we'll forgive Mr. O'Brien and uh, <laughs> that's why we'll, I'm we'll here forgive and he's not. him. We'll forgive him and uh, we'll we'll say that you're a diehard Leafs fan for the next hour, anyways. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've done something, and I don't want to say what it is, but I think it's going to help. Oh no! You can't just throw oh, that. Can't, you can't, can't throw that out and uh, no, and I not can't. expound upon I'm that. I'm gonna have to come back. I'll have okay, to come we're back. gonna have this conversation off this, the air. Then you got. I got. Okay, I got to okay, know okay. what it is, and I won't. I won't betray your confidence. But I'll you've got. Uh, you've got the Leafs lined up to go all the way. That's what I think. That's yeah. fantastic. Tell us a little bit. Uh, we've just got a minute or so before we go to break. Um, uh, you do have a hockey background, and uh, you are the director of this movie, Goalie. It's about mm-hmm. Terry Sochik, and when we come back from the break, we'll uh, we'll have a chat about the movie. Uh, but uh, you come from a hockey family. Uh, yes, a, oh my God, a hockey family. Tell us about uh, your hockey connection. Well, I mean, my, okay, so my most famous hockey connection is that my uncle is Daryl Maggs. And he went into the WHA. He was on the Chicago Cougars, and then he he retired on the Chicago Blackhawks uh, in the NHL. And uh, yeah, so um, so I kind of grew up. My dad actually was was five years older than him, and taught him how to skate. And I imagine it must have been really interesting for my dad to watch him get taller and taller and better and better, and eventually, yeah. Fantastic. We're talking to Adriana Maggs. She's the director of the movie Goalie. It's the Terry Sawchuk story. Uh, We're going to come right back from the break, but I just want to let our listeners know, got a fantastic opportunity for you today. There's a private uh, special presentation of the movie in Toronto. We can't give out the venue yet, uh, but it's going to be in Toronto. It's the premiere. It's Goalie. Uh, we're thrilled to announce that we we have the ability to give out two two tickets for this premiere on Wednesday night, and we'll be giving them out throughout the show. It's my uh, opportunity now to give you the number if you want to call in. Uh, we'll take calls until these tickets are given away. Four one six three six zero zero seven four zero one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero opportunity to get two tickets to a special presentation uh, private screening of the movie goalie please call in we'll be right back it was a rainy day in pizzaville when we received this letter my marriage is in a rut can you help us spice things up yes get the gourmet special two medium gourmet pizzas for just 24.99 he loves canadian bacon so he'll order a deluxe She can order the Italian, because she loves the hot Italian sausage. Everyone's happy. Pizzaville Stone-Baked Pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. There's an old saying. Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them every day. They've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. 
Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000 square foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto, we're on 96.7 FM. And uh, also live video streaming, www. ZoomerRadio.ca. We're pleased to uh, have in studio with us this morning the director of the movie Goalie. Uh, it's a new Terry Sachuk movie. We've, uh, as I said, we're giving away three pairs of tickets for a special presentation this uh, this Wednesday. Uh, we've given away two of those pairs already. We've got one pair left, so uh, we've, we'll be doing that uh, at some point in the show. Uh, at this uh, point, I'd like to take the opportunity to play for you, uh, play for our listeners. The audio of the trailer for the show, um, give you an idea, uh, some of the, uh, what the show, what, uh, not the show, the movie, Goalie, we're going to play the trailer from it, uh, give you an idea what it's all about. Sebastian, if you could uh, let it roll, be my guest. The winners want the clock to run out. Fear what's on the way? What could there be about fear that I don't already know? This is my only home. I'm a goalie. There's one thing I know in this world to be true. You are worth the investment. Stitch him up! In Detroit, we expect you to bring more than just hope. And the job of the goalie is to stop the puck. Terry, quit it. You're gonna burn a hole right through her. You got the greatest goaltender in the league at one end. The kid, Sachuk. You know, let me try to get with a cigarette in my hand. Okay. <laughs> and when you do, you're the girl. When you don't, you come to the marvel. Looks like it gets pretty rough. Let's turn it on the radio. We traded you to the Bruins. Every time down. Terry! One day he's calling me son, and the next day I'm out in the cold. Okay, I traded you. It's a team, not a family. Is it really the person saying about you? Playing like the Sarchuk of old, a man possessed. Thanks for a pep talk, coach. I never did any of this for you or anybody. The movie is Goalie. In <laughs> yeah. studio with us today, the director, Adriana Meggs. How are you? We're great. I, I, Naz and I both watched the movie. Um, loved it. Um, uh, and I'm not. I'm not I'm saying so that. that saying I'm not that. saying that to yeah. flatter you. I have a certain perspective. On these things, we chatted about it. Naz and I, you're on Zoomer Radio. So there's a unique perspective when you're on yeah. Zoomer Radio. We lived, mm-hmm. we lived the Terry Sochik era. Maybe, sorry, Terry Sochik era, maybe not the 40s and the 50s, but certainly the 60s. Um, and 
we're familiar with a lot of the themes that you portray in this movie. And I, I want to give the listeners a little bit of context about Terry Sawchuk before we get into the whole discussion. Terry Sawchuk, of course, was a goalie in the original six era with the Detroit Red Wings. When he retired, he had 103 shutouts, some remarkable number. Um, it was the era before masks. They used to Goalies used to get the living daylight kicked out of them. Scars all over the place, bruises all over the place, broken bones all over the place. And then you, you weave into that the context of, you know, they didn't make a lot of money. To be, to be fair, uh, they were mistreated. I could use stronger terminology than that. They were mistreated by the NHL owners. Um, and in Terry Sochek's case, it was his upbringing, lost his brother at the age of 17 yeah uh his brother was 17 terry was 12 um and then stripped out of his home in his late teens to go to some foreign city in some foreign country to get the hell beat out of him by a bunch of frozen pucks Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the terry sachuk and then he had his own inner demons to deal with yeah um where did you get the idea i know the answer to the question but uh tell our listeners where did you get the idea to tell this remarkable story? Well, the first thing that happened was that my father wrote a book about Terry Sawchuk. He, um, it's a book of poetry, but it, um, he did extensive, extensive interviews with players that played with Terry. Uh, read story as well. Um, not a player, but a referee. Ref, yeah. yeah. And um, he's a character in the movie as well. And... Um, and uh, he just, this book was beautiful. It was, uh, it was, um, the, 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 st- like, it, I didn't expect that it would haunt me like it did. I thought I was going to read a story about the glory days of an amazing goalie, you know, the best goalie, arguably the best goalie I'd ever played at position and what i what what i ended up getting when i read the story is this is haunted beautiful story of turmoil and i do think that the loss of his brother at an early age made him crave family in a way that maybe the detroit red wings and jack adams gave him and i think that yeah he threw himself in front of those pucks but he did it because maybe that was joy for him you know what i mean and broke his body Uh, it was very interesting the um jack adams how he's portrayed in the movie a little different than what i thought he was i don't i don't i don't like him very much right now from that movie um that was kevin pollack that played jack adams um and i thought he did an amazing job he was an actor of incredible caliber um I mean, we uh, now. He was in Grumpy Old Men, right? Or Grumpy Old Men? Yeah, he was in Usual Suspects, and he right now he's in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is um, a great show on Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah, so you you didn't think that Jack Adams was like that? No, no, I, I thought I heard he was tough, but not like that. Uh, it was well done, well done. I mean, to a certain extent, he was emblematic of his times as well. Jack Adams probably, um, uh, you know, that was just the NHL in those days. And, and you know, you got the part about um, the owner of the Red Wings. I think it was Norris, right? Yep. Norris. Uh, and he was, I think the Norris family was, the, they owned the Chicago Blackhawks and the Detroit Red Wings at the same time. And that was the time when the NHL players were try, trying to unionize. Yeah, and they sent all the players from into right? Chicago. And that's Chicago why was yeah. the, uh, Ted Lindsay radio. got traded and they all and they were just they were treated like you know, what I don't what's the word? Uh they needed to be emancipated. Yeah. Uh, like cattle, I mean, yeah. you know, and it, it, it's, it's when you when you look back and you know, that's part of history. They got you know, I mean, you you had unions needed to develop in professional sports because the owners just didn't treat their it players really makes very you well. See. Yeah, like and now. you bring that up, to, to, and you bring that out very well in the movie, in terms of you know how these how they were exploited. They 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 really you know they they were an exploited and uh, but the NHL owners, I guess, were were they were. They were part of the times. The world, and the I, world evolved, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think, I mean, I hope that 
I think also Jack Adams was in the balance all the time too, and he would. So the Norris family was always kind of ready to let him go when he wasn't, you know, piecing together the team of the most perfect players. Which I think, I mean, on Detroit especially in the early fifties, I think he he achieved such an incredible team, which eventually yeah the unions. So this all came from your dad. Well, started this- with your dad. It started with my dad, so I, I, so I read that. My Randall, sister, yeah, yeah, Randall Mags. He, um, it's poetry, but it's quite prosy poetry. It's not; it doesn't rhyme. Tell, me, tell us a little bit about your dad. What, um, and you know, he's a teacher, professor in yeah, in, so uh, in Newfoundland, and he's his what? his family and his roots are in Alberta and British Columbia. They were a military Air okay. Force family, so they kind of moved and, around. And his attraction to Terry to do the Terry Sachiks. Well, he. I think. I think it's how much uh, hockey meant to their family. They were just uh, crazy about it, and um, and yeah, like he kind of went through the. He went through the military and then decided that's not what he wanted to do, and and uh, but so started, you know, became an English professor, which is such a departure, but never could get rid of how much he loved the blue collar, the game, the hug. So he kind of writes writes his poetry about a hockey player and this of course i think was you know his muse was just this the most haunted man and and i guess when i was putting this in context it just occurred to me i forgot i forgot to i forgot to remind our listeners of something (laughs) incredibly critical about the terry sachik story as he died in 1970 and he died as a result of um an accident he was he got into a little argument with Ron Stewart. Yeah. If I, uh, was it Ron? Ron yeah, it Stewart. Ron Stewart, who's uh, uh, they were just like they were just horsing around, but they they were arguing about rent or something or expenses, uh, and they they was just it was an accident. Somebody, I think, uh, uh, the and way it's Terry, portrayed in yeah. the Terry fell on his knee or something and ruptured his gallbladder, and uh, and that happened such a long time ago. We tend to forget that, but that was. You know, Terry passed away at such a young age. He did, and he. I think what's really, I think so many of these kind of players who they play their hearts out, they give it a hundred percent, and then they get to kind of sit back and go home to their families, and the pressure kind of comes off them. And he didn't. He never had that. He played until he died, and it's just it's such a shocking life, you know. It was very interesting how you brought the players out. You. That's what I was looking for. Who's who's he playing and who's he playing? And it's perfect. Gordy Howe, Marcel Pronable, uh, yeah, a bunch of guys. Were, I, yeah, you casted them. You casted, you casted them very well. You casted them very well. Uh, yes, Gordy Steve. reminded me of Gordy. Uh, the Marcel Pronable character. A little bit taller, a little bit better looking than the real Marcel Pronable. <laughs> uh, he was young uh, then, though, Wally. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, yeah, the the casting was good. I I, I think I'll take this opportunity to uh, ask you this question: mm-hmm. um, Was there any attempt to get the NHL on board in terms of um, being able to use? Because in the movie, uh, it's not the it's the colors. It's not the real Detroit Red Wing logo. It's not the real Toronto Maple Leaf logo. Uh, it's not the real logos. I think I, I, I sort of surmised uh, my guess as to why that happened, but I'll let you put it in your words. Uh, was there any attempt to get the NHL on board with this? Yeah, of course. And, of course, that didn't work out. Just financial reasons? No, it actually didn't even get to financial. It was... Um so they had, you know, they read the scripts and they felt like if they were going to be part of the project that they were they were going to need uh, to be involved in rewrites and also to improve the final cut of the film. What they didn't feel it was uh, it portrayed the NHL in a in a good light. Is that your your sense of it? I don't know what's going on with those guys. I don't know. It does seem like it's really difficult to get. And it's hard in Canada because we want to tell our stories. We want to tell the stories of our heroes and our warriors. And, you know, I'll give you my opinion. (laughs) I won't hold it back. Okay. I think the NHL um, should give their heads a shake. Um, To me, to me, this was a movie about honoring. There's Absolutely. a certain level of honor that's portrayed 
upon the greats of the game. Terry Sawchuk being one of them. Uh, Gordy Howe, Marcel Pronovo, Doug Harvey, Red Story. Um, all those other greats that are portrayed in this movie. I don't know if I said Johnny, Johnny Bauer. Bauer. I said, this, this is a movie, although it... it, it uh, and I thought, I thought the movie was fair to Jack Adams. Uh, there are parts, you know, I, I sort of understood that he was, he was a product of his times and he was a victim of his times. But there were, there are parts of that movie I thought that portrayed him a little bit favorably. Um, it was an opportunity to honor so many great people. And the fact that the NHL, I think, took this to be a negative, uh, I, I'm absolutely perplexed. They should have done the right thing. They've got so many PR problems on concussion litigations and how they've treated their their uh, their, their the, the the players from old. For them just to withhold and to ask to have this rewritten, oh man, they're just missing the boat. They really are. And I'm sorry, I've got to get that off my no, chest because yes, every now and then I do. Mm-hmm. This was an opportunity. This is this is this movie honors the builders of the game. Yeah. And for the NHL not to want to attach just their licensing rights, their sweaters to it, I, I you know, I just, I don't get it, Ness. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. understand what they're thinking. I really don't. I agree with you. You know, anyways, I want to move off that. I want to move to a more positive note. Well, uh, I mean, I think uh, uh, the, what we were really fortunate to yeah. be able to do, though, and this is part of the reason why it would have been difficult to rewrite f- for the NHL is because the other book that we used was the family authorized biography that David Dupuy wrote. And it would have been, that was, that's the story that the family, the Sawchuk family wanted told that they were comfortable with. So I think ultimately it would have, we would have been kind of being torn into different directions if, if those stories were supposed to be different. You know what I mean? If the NHL wanted one story told and the family didn't. And I think we were really fortunate it's that not we had this, the family. This isn't the NHL story. It's your story. Sure. So you're, do, you're doing the movie. Yeah. Uh, you and the producer and the actors. It's not for them to rewrite it. I just, yeah. I just, anyways, I want to move on from that now. <laughs> and I want to know a little bit about you. Oh. Okay. Uh, you're the director of the movie. I've, I've always, uh, uh, we, we've interviewed directors on the show before. I've never had them in studio. I'm always fascinated. Oh, okay. Uh, because when I watch the movie, um, not just this movie, and other, and I, I, I almost want to almost look at it from your, your perspective. And, you know, there's camera angles. There's things. You see things. Um, tell us a little bit how a director approaches a movie and you take a script how do you take that script and create the images that you create? Tell us the the craft of the director. Um, okay, well, I think with I'll just use the the goalie as an example. But I think one of the most important things that we wanted to do with the camera was uh, make sure that he was alone in the net a lot, so that we can get a sense of his isolation and you can do that with the camera you can you know what i mean you can be right up in his face you can we can stand back and we can watch the whole game and that'll give us a sports movie and that's great or you can take the camera and put it in his face and then you're right there with his anxiety and his pressure and his feelings so uh, for a lot of it we decide we were really like this is gonna stay right up in that poor man's scarred face <laughs> you know what i mean um then I think we wanted to give it a period feel, so we... You certainly accomplished that. That was the first impression I got. It it really brings forth a sense of the time. Yeah, You did well, a remarkable good. job in that respect. Yeah, so we, because we did... It was... I guess it was a span of about 30 or 40 years. So, yeah, we had Canada in the um, old 30s. And, and you know what? And I've got to take this opportunity to... Uh, to bring forward a name that's, uh, I'd say he's a friend of the Nazawali Sports Hour, and oh, yeah. Paul Patskow. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, he's, he's hockey's greatest archivist. He is. And I got to tell you. He's got everything. He's got everything down pat. He I really mean, does. He just, and that's how you, you know, he's, he's got everything 
you know, and I'm, you know, and I, I wasn't looking at it from a critical perspective in terms of like sometimes when you look at a movie and say, well, that pad wasn't created till five years after that and all that. He did. But man, he's got, <laughs> I mean, there, there isn't anybody in the business that gets even close to this man's uh, level of ability to pull up some some incredible material. Tell us about your uh, his contribution to oh, the movie. Oh, he combed he combed the scripts. He combed the and sometimes I you know sometimes I even we of course were condensing thirty years into a hundred minutes. So sometimes I was kind of fudging things and and kind of just you can't we couldn't have gone entirely literal and he just didn't miss anything he was like why are you doing this why is this person in there why so he we definitely were really really fortunate to have his incredible attention to detail uh we wouldn't i mean we wouldn't have been able to do any of it it was when when detroit had uh fencing versus and then when they got plexiglass and it's just he knows everything i don't know how he does (laughs) <laughs> That's because he is who he is. Uh, Naz? Uh, how much research did you have to do for the movie? I mean, well, we had, so we had... Other the, than the books, you must, you must have done other things. Right? Yeah, we did. I mean, we had to kind of, we and we had to scour into just about everything that we could find. We did have the Hockey Hall of Fame guys who were fantastic. We went in... Um, and did a tour of there. We saw like just the old uniforms and the pads and everything like that. It was magical to go in there. Um, we didn't end up using their a lot of their stuff and stuff because we didn't end up having their logos. But they were an incredible help, um, and they were help to my dad as well. And then, um, yeah, and then we also had to do research on you know, things that weren't even hockey-related, like what did Winnipeg look like in the 30s, what were, you know what I mean, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I think um, it was... You know what I noticed the most? The cigarettes, the smoking <laughs> of the cigarettes. Oh, I know. Uh, it's incredible how many how many players smoked Well, they used to then. smoke in the dressing room. Yeah, they used in to between smoke periods. In the room. You yeah. know who didn't smoke? Gordie Howe. And here's how I know. Because we, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were shooting... Um, and the actor that was playing Gordy Howe had a, they're fake cigarettes or not, yeah. Yeah. and he had one in his hand. And that was when Jerry Sawchuk, he was being very uh, respectful and standing back. And that was when he finally had to draw the line. He came in and he was like, Gordy didn't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we, and we had people like that all over the place. We had so many, we had like hockey choreographers and consultants and stuff like that. And everybody had an opinion of what it was like. So we were very lucky to, you know, have so many people that were supporting it. And Anyways, the movie is Goalie. Uh, the director is Adriana Maggs. She's with us this morning. We're thrilled to be talking about this. Adriana, there's uh, Mark O'Brien. Yes. Let's talk about him. Because um, he, by the end of the movie, he becomes Terry Sawchuk. Yeah. Um, it's like you—you you just and um, tell us a little bit about Mark and how he grew into this role. So Mark, uh, I knew Mark in Newfoundland. He was in a movie of mine before, and um, he was actually in my. Uh, play that my sister did her first play that she had up in Toronto and he we knew um what a beautiful performer that we had in him he can handle tone so well he can go from you know the depths of despair to really funny to really sad and he has control over this so you know you can make something with him that has moments of levity and also moments of anger and would just no not everybody is capable of doing doing that and uh, so we wrote this for him and at the time you know that was eight years ago it takes a long time to get these movies made and you know at the time, he kind of, you know, he was an actor that was on the Republic of Doyle, but, you know, I don't know if he could have, um, if they would have had him carry a movie. But by the time we got it made, his star just was rising and rising and rising, and, and so now he's on a Showtime show, and um, and uh, we were really lucky to get him. He almost he almost outshone us. <laughs> the best scene in the movie was the Leaf Stanley Cup win. <laughs> yeah, see that joy on his face? 
<laughs> Tell us. Uh, I was like, I want the you joy to be on everybody's face in Toronto. That's for sure. <laughs> I want you to be really depressed at this moment. He was like, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> no, he, yeah, I didn't tell him that. But yeah, no, he, he did. He do all his own. Uh, was that? Well, is, is he every scene that's on the ice where he's stopping pucks and uh, is that all him? There's nobody feeling, like is he. Every time you see him, so there was a stunt person there that was available, but Mark is an incredible hockey player. And I don't even think we knew the importance of that. I think that we, we that we were kind of like, oh, well, if the actor isn't an incredible hockey player, we'll have a double and we'll use camera tricks. We couldn't have done that. Um, he... He had a goalie coach that kind of uh, helped him with Terry's crouch and stuff like that. But that is all him. And um, there was one there was one time we did use a, a, a stunt double and we didn't even end up using. We ended up using him going over the it was going over the fence at the fans. And we ended up using all him. He's incredible. I noticed you brought Willie O'Ree into the movie. The Boston, the first black player to play in the NHL. Yes, Paul Patsko was not impressive. <laughs> That's, I noticed that. And then I checked back to my records. Yeah, he did play for the Bruins back then. So that was very interesting. Well, we wanted to, like, I, I think there are, when you don't have women's hair and fashions, it's act, it can get really tough to kind of show the period. And it was really important because Willie really was, um, you know, it was really important to us. I wanted to see a, a black guy playing hockey to be honest with you i wanted to see the progression of the game and and there were limited ways to show that and so uh yeah it was he they they had fun in the locker room that it was really fun what's the central message of the movie i think the central message is probably that that happiness comes from within and it doesn't matter how many people are cheering for you or you know, celebrating you, but if 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 you're if if in here you're sad, I don't know if you got to really work on this first. You know what I mean? Anyways, we uh, we're talking to Adriana Mags, the director of the movie Goalie, which is premiering uh, on March the first in Toronto and Vancouver. Um, uh, we still have a pair of uh, tickets for a private screening special presentation this Wednesday night. Another pair we still have to uh, give away. I highly recommend you give us a call. Um, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity. Here's the phone numbers. 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. We're going to go to break. Adriana, can you stay with us? Yeah, I've got, I've got a f- <laughs> couple other things I want to chat with you about. Uh, the movie is Goalie. And it's going to be out in theatres soon. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when I realised that, unlike pizza, you can enjoy Pizzaville's authentic panzerotti with just one hand. Pizzaville and its entities, owned in whole or in part, have no interest in knowing what you do with your other hand while you're consuming one of our panzerotti. Seriously. Get two authentic Italian panzerotti with cheese and sauce for just ten forty nine. One for each hand. Pizzaville Stone-Baked Pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. Bridge. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. 
It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual with me in studio, my co-host, Naz Marchese. And we're thrilled to uh, remind everyone, joining us in studio, Adriana Maggs, the director of the movie Goalie. It's the Terry Sawchuk story. And it's going to be out in theaters very, very soon. Adriana, we, uh, you know, we're enjoying this so much. We're gonna, we're gonna keep going because right. I've got some, I've got some uh, other questions I want to ask you. And just to let our, our listeners know, we've gone from three pairs to five pairs. So uh, if you're holding, uh, demand for uh, demand for your movie is already going off the charts. I'm gonna give people my seat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our phone lines were buzzing pretty. Uh, Pretty hard this morning, so uh, we've uh, thanks to your good graces, uh, we were able to give away five pairs to this special presentation this Wednesday night. Uh, Adriana, we had, just before we went to break, we were talking about uh, the central message of the movie, and I, you know, there's there's all kinds of themes that are woven through this movie. Um, uh, and but what I take, uh, what what I. In, in a, and I've watched the movie, and I'm going to go back and watch it again. You, you did a great job of portraying uh, certain imagery, and uh, you, you, you. Uh, I think and I'm not going to tell you how, your craft. Uh, just my impression. Um, you've managed to bring out the emotion a lot of a lot of uh, through the actors, through the as you said, the close-ups in, into the eyes, and the eyes bring out the emotions in people. And yeah. the, 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 the scene that you did, and I don't, I don't want to give the movie away, uh, but the scene you did at the end, uh, I found very, very poignant, very, very sensitive uh, when you interviewed, and this is through actors, not through originals, Doug Harvey, Johnny Bauer, and Red Story, right at the end. And uh, Johnny Bauer was tearing up. Not not the real, but the actor who was yeah. tearing up when he was telling the story about Terry Sawchuk. Uh, how does it come to you? How does it come to you to do a scene like that? How does it come to you to say, I'm going to do it this way? Tell us a little bit about your thought process. It's funny. When my sister and I always love the end of the movie, even in script form. Um, I think because there's quite a lot of scenes in the movie. There's more than my producer wanted and I think what we wanted to do I want to see all the outtakes I want to see what got left on the (laughs) editing floor I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff there too I'm sure Um, yeah well you know I don't I don't like really long movies so I just so we had to make sure that it wasn't too long but yeah we want we we always love the end and we wanted everything that's where we wanted everything to come together I mean we were playing kind of with a documentary style in a way but trying to flip it on its head a little bit just by having the players being interviewed but you know it's not not interviewed in the glory days but interviewed while they're struggling with memory and mortality and stuff like that um and then and then and so that we wanted to bring that home at the end uh really in kind of rapid fire just kind of you know wrapping everything up I can't. Well, I can't say any more than that. <laughs> back, back then, there was only six goalies in yeah. the NHL, and that was the one of the best parts of the movie. They brought out if you got hurt, you stayed there yeah. because you didn't want to lose your job. And there was only six of them at the time. The original I six. I can't so. imagine the pressure, and I'm sure that's why when your teeth are getting knocked out or when you're not getting anesthetic and you're getting stitched backed up and you're going in to to well, to win the game. Talk about pressure, and that's. Uh, it's a really appropriate time to um, address this this personal detail about Terry Sachik. Uh Number one, you know, Naz, as you quite correctly pointed out, um, you had to play, or somebody was going to take your job, and that's how Terry uh, Terry Sachik originally got the job because he took over the job from Harry Lumley, and then he lost his Detroit job to Glenn Hall. And then he got traded, and these guys could never rest, and they they weren't making. It's not like the players of today. 
Like, you know, you make three, four, five million dollars in one year and you're set for life. Yeah. These guys weren't making a lot of money and they had to play. They had families, you know, we forget they had families to feed and support and they couldn't do that on, they had to constantly work. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where we get to Terry Sawchuk. Um, he had seven children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had a family to feed. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't, and apparently, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure Paul Patskow could probably He'll, do it. We he played, didn't, he, didn't he play, <laughs> didn't uh, Sachak play like with a broken foot an entire year because he didn't want anybody to know? Yeah, it's funny that his, uh, so Pat Sawchuk told that to Georgina Riley. Pat, who being his, it. Pat Sawchuk being his wife. Being his wife, yeah, she said that on, she was talking to Georgina, who played her on the phone, and she did, she told him that the whole year he played with a broken foot. It's crazy, but he didn't tell anyone. And then he broke his, he shattered his elbow when he was a kid, didn't even tell his parents. That was when he was 12, he never even told his parents, and it never healed properly. Because you had to be tough, I guess. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure, and I think um, Glenn Hall. We didn't. We don't have anyone playing. You know, we, Glenn yeah. Hall. We kind of kept as this kind of monster nipping at his heels. You know what I mean? And <laughs> sure, yeah, Glenn but, Hall was a very nice man. Of course, yeah, he, he was, was a very. Nice, he actually the 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 trademark of Glenn Hall. He used to throw up in the dressing rooms. Before the game and during and periods. periods and in yeah. between periods. And didn't he have a record? Didn't he play? <laughs> Consecutive games, yeah. Five yeah, as a as a goalie, it just yeah. it just absolutely and utterly astounding. You couldn't do that today. You couldn't do that. That's today. a lot of throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got like I said, they had to figure out how to feed their families. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pat, you know, we we look at the unions. And we kind of go, oh, players make so much money. They're you know they make too much money today. But this is kind of a look at like before that. This is why that happened, you know. The Sawchuck family. Mm-hmm. You've spoken with Pat. Uh, off the air, we talked about uh, you've had some chats with his son, Jerry, I believe. Jerry Sawchuck was on, was on set for um, not the entire shoot, but for part of the shoot, yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the involvement uh, and support of his family. Well, first of all, it was the book that David Dupuy wrote okay. that they had... Um, the authorized the biography. authorized biography. So there are other other biographies, um, but this is the authorized one. And I was surprised when I read it that it it doesn't kind of sugarcoat this story. Um, and and when we, when we talked to Jerry, he said that yeah that they they just they wanted the story told, kind of um, honestly, and so that was wonder like that was very exciting um, to us because. You know, I think a story that just glorified his life, Terry Sajak's life, would not have done him a disservice. And I I thought you did a fair job in the movie of not glossing over his human weaknesses. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, uh, I don't like to use, he wasn't a flawed human being, but he had had some issues. Both, uh, I don't know if it was to the point, whether he was ever diagnosed with clinical depression, but he was depressed. And who was at and that he time? Was, and, and he was, uh, and you can comment on this. I, I, uh, I think it's been reported that he was a philanderer. It's not he didn't have he had extramarital affairs. Yes, it's in the movie. It, yes. Okay, uh, but I th- I thought you did a good job of showing this isn't a perfect human being, mm-hmm. and we're not we're gl- we're we're not glorifying him as a human being, but. We are displaying his struggles, and we're being compassionate to the human being that Terry Sachuk was. Absolutely. Uh, and telling that story, and, and I, I thought you did a great job of I that. We're look, well, I hope we're also exploring where those struggles came from. I, I, I don't know, but my suspicion is that when you're breaking bones like that and getting teeth knocked out, there's a certain amount of self-medication that's happening with him. It was alcohol. I'm sure with other people, it's. It's, it's other things, but I, I always wonder how much of his um, unhappiness came from physical pain that he was in, or and what with everything we know about concussion, CTE, and all that right now, how we'll never know. And we've talked about that quite a bit on the show. And, and yeah. uh, the other part, um, and this is you know this is why Naz and I take an interest in, in in these things. Naz and I have been on the air for five years, and this is Zoomer Radio. We've at various times 
in this setting tried to tell the story of some of the greats that built the game. And yeah. I would love to, I'd love to be able to interview Terry Sawchuk. I'd love to be yeah. able to do it, but you know, he's gone. But you know, we've recently we had we taught we chatted with Bobby Bond, we've chatted with Dave Keon, we've chatted with Yvonne Cornoyer, we've chatted with Marcel Dion, Dennis Potvin, Paul Henderson, Phil Esposito. Naz and I just love love chatting sure, yeah. and 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 I think to a certain extent your film pays homage. Uh, I don't know if you did this. I'm, I'm not so sure you did it intentionally, but to me, it's 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 also in some ways a celebration of of the men that built the game and shows us what they had to deal with. Was that ever ever? Have you received any comments back from uh, players of his era, or some of the people who are portrayed in the movie? Oh my gosh, no, because we the movie's not out yet. Yeah, we don't know what they're gonna say. <laughs> I'd be interested to see be, what they have to be say. It'd be interesting how the NHLPA would react to this movie because I don't think that, you know what that group of people. I, I got to tell you, hold on, that group of people. They paved the way for these guys yes, to make. You have big a money. way of getting my goat. You have a way of getting my goat. They paved and I think the way. You're, you're provoking me sure, again. Sure, but yeah. you know, you know as well as I do, um, and and we've had this discussion. And this has been a sore point, I think, amongst a lot of the. Uh, people of the Sawchuk generation, of the Gordie Howe generation, of the Dave Keon generation, of the of the George Armstrong. I think it's I, to a certain extent. I think it's been a sore point that the uh, the current players really, uh, to a certain extent, I, I, they're not. I, I don't know if the, what the word is. They're not as supportive as of of the earlier generations as they. And then I don't necessarily think that's just a, a hockey. A criticism. I think that's a criticism you find in all sports, is that you know it's very difficult to bridge the gap between the guys making ten million dollars a year on on eight year contracts and the guys who are making five thousand dollars a year uh, with with part time jobs during the off season. And yeah. and and I think there's a certain level. I, I think there's a certain level of resentment in the older generations. You know, what brings that out to, in perspective is when he goes into the uh, shoe store and sees a pair of shoes, and he right. has to pay for it over well, a period. Are of we time. giving away too much no. of the movie? That's not a spoiler. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't really, want to give away your movie. That no, really hits it. the spot. And the NHLPA should look at that really because they paved the way for these guys to make big money. I'm not talking about the NHL. I'm talking about the NHL right. Players Association. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, ultimately that's part of this movie as well. Because yeah. you, you see what, because the people, the, the players in the NHL Players Association today have to understand the sacrifices certain players made back, and it's portrayed in the movie, the sacrifices that the Ted Lindsay's made and the Carl Brewers and some of these other guys way back when, uh, and the Terry Sawchucks, because when they tried to unionize yeah. back in the fifties, they were just they were just shipped out of town like 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 uh, like a discarded piece of meat. Uh, that's the way they were dealt with. Yeah, there is a movie that's Jack Adams and Ted Lindsay. That's about Jack Adams, Ted Lindsay, and the unionizing the players and stuff like that. We kind of go into it a little bit, yeah. but only with Terry Sajak's point of view. Anyways, we only have we only have a minute left. Oh Adriana. no! We only have a minute left, unfortunately, and uh, it's uh, it's. Uh, We've had fun this morning. Oh, I really appreciate you having me on. This is amazing. And look forward to, uh, and I highly encourage our listeners. If uh, it's it's it's, uh, it, would you? I, I don't. Um, I, I'm sure you get asked this question, and you get commented all the time. Um, it's 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 a hockey movie, but it's not a hockey movie. Right. It's a human. Yeah. Int- it's it's a Terry. It's a human being story of a hockey player. Is that? Is that? I think that's right. I think. We can watch, you know, hockey's really accessible to us now. We can watch, you know, we can watch it when we want to, but I like to know the story behind the story, you know. The movie is Goalie. It's yep. going to be out soon. It's the story about Terry Sachuk. Uh Naz and I, I always give you the last word, Naz, so uh, I'll let you wrap it up. Have a good week, everybody. Uh, to all our loyal listeners, Adriana, thanks so much. Thank Cynthia, you. thanks so much. It's been a distinct pleasure <laughs> to everyone. Have a safe and healthy week. We'll be back next Sunday morning. Thank you. Thanks very much.